Good evening. I'm so glad that you're here tonight with us. I uh, ask you to be ready in Romans chapter 5. Uh, I want to be a blessing to you. I want so much to, to be able to remind us what we have in Christ, what we've been given. And I, uh, so I chose this scripture. It's just a, a verse by verse breakdown, a word by word breakdown even. And I, I just ask you to uh, maybe even have some, some paper and pen, have your Bibles open and follow along. We're going to learn some things or we're going to be reminded of some things. As you know, last night, Tuesday night, we had uh, our first council meeting in a while. And uh, just want to remind you to be ready. We're going to be contacting you by, by phone or by the answer machine in the church or on, uh, the, or on the website to, to hear the decisions that we made. We have some things we're working through to be able to start up again our church services. And as well, I, I hope you have maybe driven by the church and... Notice the beautiful parking lot that we have. And as of right now, we don't have it lined, but I think we can deal with that, even with it's not lined. It was never lined before, was it? But just remember, we're, we're working on things, and not everything is going to be the way you think it should be done. We need to be tolerant of one another and even the decisions that uh, the church leadership is is going to make in order to reopen our church it will be an adventure remember though we are a bible church that will never go away we're going to be teaching the word of god word by word phrase by phrase and story by story and i want it to be a blessing to you and your family i, I want it to be such that you will even be a blessing to your family as well. So I have stalled long enough. Uh, I do want to point out that out on the porch, church porch, we will have our baby bottle campaign going. Pick up a friend, an empty baby bottle, fill it up with your loose change over the, the next month or so, and then we're trying to collect them all by July 5th, I believe it is. And this ministry is the Precious Life uh, Ministry, anti-abortion ministry. Also, we have our daily bread and our Christian life are also going to be in a tub out there. Uh, so for, your, for you to stop by and pick up until we do get started, it will be out there. Romans chapter 5, Lord Jesus Christ, please enable me. Please, Lord, be my source of wisdom and grace. How I might say something, help me, dear Lord, to be a true blessing to these people. Let, Lord, the word of God reward, reward them richly in their hearts and souls, marriages and families. Lord, I pray, Lord, for this. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to look before I go to 
Romans chapter 5, verse 1, the preceding one verse, 425, Romans 425, speaking of Jesus Christ who was delivered for our sins because mankind turned to sin and a sinful nature, Jesus Christ had to die for those sins so that we could again be able to go to heaven, to have salvation. So that verse again, Jesus who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. I want so much to be a blessing to you and for you to understand what justification is because it's so wonderful. The things we get from God, the things we have from God are just so awesome. One of those things is justification. What do we get? How is it worthwhile to turn away from all the sin and temptation out there and to attempt to live holy lives? Well, it says, Therefore, chapter 5, verse 1 of Romans, Therefore, because of justification, justification, being justified or having been by faith. What does the word justification mean? I have said it a hundred times. It is that in God's eyes, we are treated just as that, just as if we have never sinned. Justification, to justify, just as if I had never sinned. The penalty, the penalty of being a sinner isn't on the Christian. Because Jesus died for me, there is no penalty that I die myself for and go have to go to hell for and pay my own penalty. What a joy. As a matter of fact, I think that's in our text. A joy, an exclamation of the soul. Regardless of circumstances, I can have joy. Well, therefore, chapter 5, verse 1. Being justified by faith. By faith. We are treated just as if we had never sinned. Just as if we had never had a penalty upon us. We are treated that way because of our faith. Because of our faith and our belief that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, that when we, we receive Christ, we receive the fact that he died for you and I, according to the scriptures. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have, and I love this first one, we, I love this first one, we have peace. And it's a peace. He gives us the ability, if we exercised it, to have peace with one another. Because we are, in, we are commanded of God to forgive one another, not to hold things, anything against anyone else, but to be able to forgive as He forgives. He forgives freely. We are to for, forgive freely our trespasses and sins, one with another. There's another peace that haunts us. It's a peace with self. It might be the hardest one to have in that 
we sometimes get this wrong opinion that, that we ought to be better than, than what we are. We just can't believe that we would say that, do that, make that mistake, be that tempted. We just can't believe that we would do it because we had such a high opinion of ourselves. When you can't forgive yourself, it's because you have too high of an opinion of yourself. We need to have the opinion that Christ has of us. There's so many, many, every great, mighty person of God has committed sins because we have a sinful nature that we deal with. But we are to ask God's forgiveness for our sins, to exercise a contrite heart, being so, so hurt that we would commit sin, but then to go on and get past it and to know that when we fall, we get back up. Peace. But this isn't a piece of that, that type of peace. It says we have peace with God. When head hits the pillow, do you have peace with God? Are you ready to meet Him, if not in the air, the rapture, are you ready to meet Him should you not wake up? Peace. Are you, are you still suffering from your mistakes and your sins? And are you being so stubborn that you, you're not giving truthful, truthful, true confession and forgiveness and repentance? You would prefer your sinful life and the absence of God in your life to be able to hold on to your sins rather than have peace with God. There is a peace with God that we can all have. It's something that we, that we have the privilege of entering into His, His peace. Look at it again. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. But it only comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace through Jesus. Peace with God. What else is it saying? Verse 2. Verse 2. By whom? Jesus Christ. By whom also? We have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's a mouthful. That's so much. In the Bible, only one man a year had permission to go into the Holy of Holies. And he only went one time a year. And when he went, he had to have bells on his gown, on his robe, so that while he was in there, if he fell, they would hear him. That he would, and they had a rope on his ankle because nobody could go into that Holy of Holies. No one else had access. And if they thought he had been struck dead because of sin, they would pull him out. We don't have that. Oh, that maybe we should or could because it would be more important to us if access was more restricted. But we have free access to God. What's it say? By whom also we have access, and again, by faith. But we have access to, 
to Jesus Christ, to the grace that he gives us. Grace is unmerited favor, unearned gifts. We have access to that at any moment of any day. We can enter into communion with Jesus Christ. We have access into the Holy of Holies. Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was the place where the Spirit of God lived. It was in one place. That's all. It generally was, it stayed there and it, it, uh, it would move around maybe singularly with different people, giving them extra power. But generally it was in that Holy of Holies. Do you remember that when Jesus died? On the cross, what happened to the curtain? What happened to the curtain of the Holy of Holies? It ripped in two, signifying that it was no long, no longer that special. It was not the Holy of Holies. Would you like to see the Holy of Holies now? Right here. Right here. Your heart, my heart the very special presence of the Holy Spirit, wherever He is, that's the Holy of Holies. We are the temple of the living God. Oh, we take that too for granted. By whom also we have access, again, by faith. Our faith, some people have have less faith than others. Some people have tremendously more faith than others. As a matter of fact, there's scripture that says there are those that have the gift of faith. Oh, oh, I challenge you to increase your faith with the reading and study of the word in the presence of God. But it goes on. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace, unmerited favor. We haven't earned it. Wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hope. No matter how bad things get here. No matter how miserable things get here. No matter if the, they burn down the cities and the towns. Don't get depressed. We have hope of the future. We have hope of what's coming Oh, that the others don't have. Those that are burning down cities right now, they have not the hope that you and I have. My hope, and I try to remind myself of this every day, is that this might be my last day. My hope is that the rapture will happen and I'll be called up into heaven by, with all of you born-again believers and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The doctrine of the rapture. That's my hope. Or should I step out my door, walk out to my, my mailbox and get hit by a truck? I instantly wake up in heaven. That's my hope. I don't fear death because on the other side of death is heaven. That scripture says, wherein we stand, we stand in grace and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, the hope of the glory of God. I think it will be 
glorious when that rapture happens or when we are called by through death when when through death we end up in heaven it will be glory for us to be with god it goes on 5:2 romans 5:3 and not only so tribulations you know who doesn't glory in tribulations those that are constantly saying woe is me oh this is terrible woe is me this is horrible oh we are to glory in tribulations we are to glory also knowing that tribulation is what makes us have patience <laughs> uh, patience patience is a terrible word it's a terrible word it's something that we don't have enough of and god is always working tribulation in our life to give us patience i turn quickly to james and i go to my stock story on 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 patience it was years ago it was in the 80s i lived in the in a in a 1886 built house behind that church that that I worked at behind Grace Bible and they had a softball team and I loved softball and we had a game well Bonnie was gone by the way anything that's missing in my house it's because Bonnie moved it right you all understand that principle so uh I had a ball game and I was to take Jamie with me to the ball game so I go to get my my shoes and my uniform on my hat and I go to get my glove and it's not there it's not where I left it oh what's my instant reaction where did she move my ball glove it had to be her so the first time through the house I'm looking for the most obvious places that Bonnie might have left my ball glove. Second time through the house, I am pulling drawers out, looking behind furniture and couches, checking under couches, checking everything you could imagine for my ball glove. And I checked the very last place and it wasn't there. And I got this horrible look on my face and i said where would she put my ball glove and my little son who's now a pastor of his own quoted this verse brethren count it all joy this is a little tiny boy voice brethren count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience that's what we're talking about right now worketh patience but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect word perfect mature perfect and entire or whole wanting nothing coming from a little 7 or 8 year old who was an awana verse champion He just quoted that verse right off and there I was so mad at his mother for moving my ball glove. I froze. 
What lesson was I teaching him? I froze, and then I laughed, and I just said, hey, I'll borrow someone else's. So I went out to the car, and there it was on the floorboard where I left it. But patience, the way we get patience is to have things not go the way we wanted, the way we wished for. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Why? Because knowing that tribulation works patience and makes us mature. Actually, not wanting anything. What a great scripture. What a great story. We have access to patience to become perfect, meaning mature, and entire, wanting nothing, having no desire to have anything or anyone that we shouldn't have. That's what patience teaches us, and that's part of God's program. We don't get patience without going through tribulation. Tribulation worketh patience. We go to verse 4, what we get. And patience works experience. Oh my goodness. How many times have you lost your temper? How many times have you, have, have you lost your temper and through the tribulation of things, but got through it anyway? Once you go up to that cliff or that line and you're still there a day, a week, a month later, and you're still there and you're still and you survived, that's what patience does. It teaches you through experience, and experience teaches you hope because God gets us through. And no matter what happens, trust in God, no matter what, He will get us through. Hope. Hope, wow. Experience gives us hope, and hope makes us not ashamed. Hope is so important. You might be sitting there at home right now. This coronavirus has got you down. It has got you down, and you're, you're almost miserable. You're you're depressed, you're sad. At least in, in my particular family, we haven't seen our own grandchildren for almost, well, since, since Christmas, I believe. And that, that's killing the motherhood of Bonnie. She just can't stand it. And she, I don't know that she breaks out in tears, but close. And she gets depressed about that. There are things we get depressed about or sad. Hope. When there is no hope, I know that I know that I know that should the worst happen to me, I go to heaven. I know that I know that I know that if something less than worse happens to me, God will have his presence felt with me anyway to get me through. I know it. That's hope. But when you don't have hope, hope deferred, Proverbs 13, 12, Hope deferred, put off when you don't have it, when you've lost it. Hope lost, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The heart sick expression is depressed, causes us to be depressed. 
we need to always, right where we eat on our meals in our, our kitchen, right where we eat, there's the family calendar. And we always have the big things that are planned out ahead of us. And while I'm eating, I look over at that thing, and lately, there's no family outings, there's no vacations, there's, there's nothing on that calendar. Well, sometimes there's dental appointments and eye appointments. That's not too exciting. But we need to always have, listen, things to look forward to. Someone who doesn't have things to look forward to is very depressed. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, maketh you depressed. Have things, little things and big things. Have things to look forward to. The middle of that verse, but when the desire does come, when you get out of that depression, when you're able to, whatever happens, I'm going to love God, I'm going to trust God. Whenever you get through that and you have things to look forward to, it becomes a tree of life. It's an answer, and Jesus is our tree of life. You know, I mean this for at least one other person out there. This isn't all there is. There's so much more to our eternal life. We might be miserable with pain and suffering, but this isn't all there is. Life will go on and we have a glorious, glorious heaven to move on to. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. Verse, verse 5, And hope maketh not ashamed. When you've got things to look forward to, when you've got heaven to look forward to, you're not ashamed anymore. You can get through anything. What's it say? And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us, the love of God. Listen, folks, just to remind you, yes, we might be in the midst, we might be in the midst of the, the coronavirus. We, we might be in the midst of trying to come out of it, which gives us hope. But, but understand, no matter what, there is no disease, no pain, no disappointment, no coronavirus, no cities burning, nothing that can take away the love of God. He loves you. Never forget that. He loves of you. He loves you. He went to the cross to pay for our sins so that we that accept Him, we have that justification, justified. It's as if we weren't sinners. It's just, it's just as if I had never sinned and I never had the penalty of, the, of, of hell again or the penalty of God leaving me. It's just as if I'd never sinned. So no matter what happens, trust God no matter what, but also remember that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And not only you, the word hearts is plural. 
That's all of us that love him. He loves us. And he loves us even when we have bad days. Do you have bad days? He loves you at your worst. Wow. We go on. Skip to verse 8. But God commendeth his love toward us. The word commend literally is he's giving his love toward us. What a joy. What a joy. It's, it's proof of God's love for us. God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us 2,000 years ago. His death on the cross that brought salvation was meant for you and me as well. We were included in that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9, And much more then, being now justified, now that Christ has died on the cross, paid for our sins, and through faith we believed in Him, we are now justified by what? It's just a reminder, by His dripping blood. What's it say? I hope this causes your head to perk up. We shall be saved from wrath through Him. We will be saved through wrath. From wrath through Him. Some say that this is the tribulation of the book of Revelation. Because of His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. You go back 2,000 years, no Christian society has yet been saved. Through wrath, from wrath. The book of Revelation speaks of the great tribulation of the Antichrist. Many people believe, and I do, believed that we shall be saved from wrath through Jesus Christ. Now, there's a scripture here found in 1 Thessalonians. It goes like this. Verse 9, for they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you. How Paul's saying how we came to you and we preached in your churches. We set up your churches. And you, how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living, true God. You came from serving idols, golden statues, Stars in the sky, moons and planets to serving the living God. Next verse. And to wait for his son from heaven. You can't really tell, but I'm waiting. I'm in a constant state of waiting for the son to come from heaven. The S-O-N. Whom he raised from the dead Even Jesus, which delivered us, what's that say next? Pick your chin up off your your chest. He delivered us from the wrath to come. Isn't that amazing? Just, we've been saved from the wrath, I believe, from the tribulation, from the Antichrist. And things are working out, I promise you, According to the scriptures, when bad things happen to good people, it's because God is going to do something great. 
that back to Romans 5.10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, reconciled for, look at that verse again, for if when we were when we were enemies, we were reconciled. Oh my goodness. We went from being gross sinners, doomed for hell for eternity. We were reconciled to him. Not a bad deal to go to heaven with him forever. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son. It took his son dying, much more being reconciled. We shall be saved by his life. He didn't just stay dead in that tomb. He came back alive and he showed power over hell, over Satan, over the penalty of sin. He showed his power. Verse 11, and not only so, but we also, what's it say? Joy. Joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. The atonement. Actually, the reconciliation received the salvation of Jesus Christ. Verse 11, again. And not only so, but we also, we also joy. I've had people say about me that they thought there was something wrong with me. What's wrong with him? It's not wrong. It's the right of me. I want to live my life in joy with his presence, his power, and his peace. I want to live my life in joy of, of what God has given me and us to do. And please don't you forget, our church has a mission state, has a mission to reach the lost, to call, to call the backslidden back to Christ, to reach the lost and to save them from hell. We have that mission. We use these things that God has given us. Oh my, we use them. And we're going to, we're, I, I want to say rebuild. We don't have to rebuild. We're not burnt down. We have the, the base of our church. We'll be coming back. But please remember why we're coming back. Yes, the fellowship. Yes, the unity. And it's so nice to, ha to have people around us, God's people around us. But also remember when we come back, as we come back, we want to be able to reach the lost and the backslidden. Again, that verse. And not only so, but we also joy. Joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. What gives you joy? Oh, I hope. I hope from my heart to yours that you can receive the joy that comes from having that relationship with Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you're so wonderful. Oh God, we could say it a thousand times and never be, be done. Lord, you give us so many things. We all have individual races and our church has a, has 
a corporate race, Lord, to serve you. Each one of us, Lord, has, has our own path that will bring us, Lord, through tribulation and patience. But Lord, we pray you will bring us back together again. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will help us to rededicate our life to you, to your word, to prayer, and to church. Thank you again, Lord. We love you. Help us to love you more. In Christ's name, amen.